Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Enjoy the Book of Life. We're here again with Brother Dan Moffat. Uh, looking forward to a resource review. We're going to be examining a very helpful Bible study tool. So if I could turn it over to you, what is this tool and how does this how how does it work practically? Okay, the, the tool I, I wanted to talk about is Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. That's the, uh, we probably just often refer to it as Vine's if, yep. if people are familiar with it. But, um, but you know, if somebody asked me uh, if there was only one tool that I could have available um, along with my Bible, to me, that, that would be the tool that I, I've really enjoyed over the years. And uh, I was first introduced to it when I was a college student and got a copy, a hard copy back then of it. Mm -hmm. And um, it has just proven very valuable um, to understand what um, all these different words in the New Testament mean. And uh, you, <clears throat> we often we even think, well, you know, I, I know what that word means, but we may not understand it in the context of uh, scripture or spiritual things, we may understand it or think we have an understanding of that English word. Um, but words change for one thing over time. So it could even be that the English word um, may not mean exactly what you think it does. But even beyond that, just the translators, of course, of every Bible translation had to choose different English words. Yeah. And so um you and and i i can think of different times when i've read a term and i thought i understood what was being said and then realized as i looked at either another translation or looked at vine's dictionary that there was a subtle difference to it or a, an additional uh perspective on it that really either sometimes even kind of changed the meaning or gave it a much fuller meaning than what I realized. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it just, just vines lets you understand things in the context of how the word was used at the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, translators uh, sometimes are very consistent. They may translate the same uh, Greek word always with the same English word. There's probably times when that's almost always the case. But then there's other times when um, you may have an English term, uh, like a suffering was one I came across. And there's a dozen different yeah. uh, Greek words related to that idea of suffering. And so, and they all have a slightly different um, meaning to them. Sometimes they're a compound word that uh, may, so it's not just suffering but it's you know with suffering or you know greater suffering or you know all these different things that can add to uh, the meaning of it and and you wouldn't you wouldn't know that if you were just reading along and came across that word and you wouldn't appreciate maybe um, what the author intended you to get out of it necessarily I mean often yeah. often we would miss that yeah yeah, I'm very thankful for all the work 
brother vines put into uh that uh, dictionary as you you were mentioning suffering and how you've got one english word but then it, it's translated in many different uh uh words of the original language one i came across recently i was studying the book of jude and it in the last few verses it talks about looking for the mercy of the our lord jesus and then the next verse it says have compassion on those who are doubting and that word compassion is the same word as mercy so there you have the same mm -hmm. in, uh, greek word but it's translated into two english words and so you you're, you i wouldn't have seen the connection there that the way the lord jesus treats me and works with me i am to do that with others right it's it's that outflow from him to me and then me to others i i know what it's like to feel the mercy of the lord so then i ought to respond in kind uh to them so but again i wouldn't have seen that uh because right. of the translator right yeah and i guess one thing i wanted to point out too is this is one of the reasons why i really like a literal translation or a word-for-word -word translation as opposed to a uh, you know phrase by phrase or something like that yeah because um this gives you the opportunity to stop and look at those individual words. I mean, if you're looking at a more of a conceptual um, translation or a phrase by phrase or whatever, the, the specific words used may not have any direct connection. I mean, they, they do you know, because they're still trying to convey the same thought and there's probably going to use a lot of the same words, but yeah. um, but this allows you, and, and, and it's so valuable to, um, you know, you could go to a commentary, you know, everybody probably has um, some commentaries that they really like using, and you could go see, well, what does brother so-and-so think about this verse, you know, that's maybe a little difficult, or maybe it uses this word that I'm like, you know, wonder what that means. Yeah. But, um what I love about vines is you can go look it up yourself mm -hmm. and you can um, think about, okay, is that what I thought it meant? And how does that change how I look at this passage? And, and actually one thing that's kind of nice about vines, you know, it's, it's uh, titled vines expository dictionary. And it's, it's really a little bit of a commentary as well, because he's, yeah. He's not only just showing you, hey, this is where that word was translated, uh, this English word to that Greek word, and and the references where that's found, but he'll he'll try to help you organize that. You know, that's used. You know, these five times about the Lord Jesus, but then these four times about God the Father, maybe, or mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and so he'll yeah. he'll help you with kind of seeing how it's used in different ways too, and that there's maybe a pattern there so yeah um, I, I like that point that 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 you get a bit of commentary with 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 it and so we have to be careful too about what bible dictionary i i think vines does yeah. a very good job at sticking with the words themselves and, and not getting too much of a commentary where his own thoughts are are 
changing the words to fit particular theology. So right. I, I think your recommendation is is a good one. Yeah, uh, and with oh, go ahead. Any Bible, I was going to say any Bible tool too. It, it, you know, the person is not infallible. Vines is not an inspired yeah. <laughs> text. So um, it's fair to say, you know, do do I agree with that? You know, yeah. And it yeah. don't. It's not irreverent or disrespectful to think. Mm, I don't. I don't see that. You know, I think it's, I think it actually means this. And, you know, my favorite, some of my favorite Bible commentators, I, I know I disagree with them on different things and they yeah. may be right, but I don't, I, I think the Lord wants us to develop these convictions ourselves, you know, yeah. and, and to study these things out for ourselves. Yeah. Well, one of the points I wanted to come back to, you were talking about how sometimes a word, um, we might understand what the word means but not in its fullest extent. And again, I, in my study of Jude, it, it gives the example of three men, of Cain, of uh, Balaam, and Korah. And it says of Balaam that he ran greedily to this error. And that the phrase for running greedily, it it's usually, and this is not, again, I... I say, well, I understand what running greedily towards something means. And but it, it's usually used for liquids being poured out. That's usually how that term had had been translated. And it the idea is that it tries to circumnavigate any barrier put in its way. That if you try to dam up the water, it's going to try to find it, its hardest to get around it. And that's exactly what Balaam did. You know, God told him over and over again not to do it. And then finally, okay, go. And then he starts going and then the angel pops up and he keeps trying to circumnavigate. And he gets there and he keeps trying to curse them on different mountaintops with these sacrifices and, and God has to stop him at every turn. But he keeps trying to circumnavigate the whole way through. And so again, Yes, I would have understood that idea of running greedily, but then seeing it in its fullest meaning brings that to a to a whole new light there. Um, yeah, where where do you find in in your time in the Word, reading and studying and it, all this? Where where do you find yourself using by the Bible dictionary the most? You said this would be your your number one side tool. Uh, with your time in the Word, where do you see yourself using it the most? Well, I mean, basically, anytime I'm looking at the Word of God, I mean, to, to be honest, so yeah. the depth, again, probably depends on uh, the time I have available, like whether it's in my morning reading or if it's a time when I'm doing some deeper study. But... Um, I mean, the, the primary tool I use for both Bible and some of uh, my resources is eSword. Okay. And so I've got it just built in there, and it's it's very convenient. So if I come across a word as I'm reading, um, and I think, you know, exactly what does that mean? I can just type it in and look it up right there, which is very helpful because yeah. uh, it, it doesn't mean I have to go find my dictionary and pull it out and yeah. you know or whatever so again as our we we're talking about 
in doing a little bit slower paced reading, I, I don't feel bad about stopping and taking a minute to go look at a word. And so I don't know if I do that every, every morning when I read, but it's not unusual. And then certainly when I'm studying a passage and trying to get more at the depth of exactly what it means, uh, I definitely am looking at it, but yeah. Now, so that's, I think, one reason I like it. I use it all yeah. the time. Yeah. And and I like you, you mentioned eSword. It's a digital platform. Vines is right there. Uh, so it's quick and easy, which is nice. So if, let's say, you're reading a passage, um, what would be an instance where you'd say, oh, I want to look up that word? Because you're, you're not looking up every single word as you go through. What are some right. reasons why you might look up the word? Um, it might be a word that I really don't understand, of course, um, or it's, it's an unusual word, or maybe a lot of times it's because the words used in a kind of an unusual way, or maybe yeah. the sentence is phrased in, I don't know if I would call it an awkward way, but it's, it's not normally how we would have constructed that sentence. And so it, it just, it feels different and and it makes you think, and partly it's like, often you might think, I, if I understand that, if I think I understand it, um, I probably would have used a different word. Right, yeah. But, but there's a reason why the translator did use that word, and it lets you go and look into it a little bit. And in the end, you might say, oh, okay, I see why the translator used that word. You, you may still think, I, I might have used a different word. <laughs> But it might not be what you thought you would have, you know. So, um, so situations like that where um, just something feels a little different, and yeah. you realize, I think there's more here than what I is just on the surface, you know. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes maybe that's just more uh, intuitive that you something about it stands out to you. Yeah, yeah, I. I... Sometimes when I'm looking through it and a word catches my eye, uh, again, it's like, I want, sometimes I'll say, I wonder where else this is in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And and being able first, I, I like to find what is what is the actual word. And then sometimes I, I'll find, oh, this is only five times. And there's a quick little study I can do in an evening. Just look at all the times, see if there's a connection and and just do a little study on that and and try to connect them and, and see wh why that word, why these five times, something like that. Um, so I, I think, yeah, finding it, especially that unusual word, um, though, if something's highly repetitive, sometimes that, that will catch my eye to it because I see it a whole lot. I just, again, going back to my little Jude study, it's it mentions ungodly Mm -hmm. uh, the second most times in the Bible, the only book yeah. that mentions ungodly or ungodliness more is the book of Psalms. It, it, other than that, the little, book of, <laughs> the little book of Jude, 25 verses, uh, is, takes second place. So something like that, it's like, okay, right. what does this mean? Obviously, this is a big point to this little book. I've got, right. I've got to do a little digging into why this word and, and what's this all about. Yeah. So, so you use, uh, you said the digital. Do you still have your old uh, college hard copy of Vines? 
know. There it is. <laughs> it's that's the one I got when uh yeah, my very first copy. Yeah, well look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I could never I could never get rid of it. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, not at all. With the vines, one of the things I really appreciate about it is that it has a companion with the Strongs and the Strongs numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, could you tell us a little bit about what the numbers are and kind of it, it divides into two sections with the Hebrew and the Greek? So if someone has, they've never opened up a vines and they want to start kind of finding their way around, what are some of the those things that, that could be helpful? Yeah, so there's going to be a Strong's number associated with every Greek or Hebrew word. And, um, of course, the vines, um, the, my understanding is he, he never finished his Old Testament um, companion dictionary. So um, there's not a complete vines on the Old Testament for the Hebrew words, but for the New Testament, there is. And one thing... Yeah, that's very handy. It's, for example, in Esau, it is not only can you search uh, for a certain English word and see all the times, you know, that's what Strong's would have done for you is, is find all the times when the word prayer or faith or right. whatever was used. Um, but uh, you can have a version with the Strong's words uh, or numbers linked to it and search on on that number and so it's essentially you're looking up the greek word and when, when it all is that greek word used so um um that's helpful i don't know if that answers what you were kind of um thinking yeah. about but but yes it it's it helps you get to the word that you're looking for too so if you go into vines you may already know um which greek word you're looking for associated with that English word um and um and then it's interesting you get in there and you see oh it's used these other ways too yeah yeah and and one of the things uh when we'd have our bible study and someone would open it up and they're looking through the m's but they're in the hebrew section and we're studying in the new testament so you know those little things kind of trying to learn to find your way around it yeah, that all the Hebrews at the front, then all the Greek is at the back, and being able to find those areas so that you know, oh, here I am, that you know, I'm in the right place, uh, as has been helpful. So I think an excellent tool. When when you first mentioned it, I was very thankful because we had never talked about uh, the Vines Dictionary, and I think again, it was one of the first tools that we would teach at the Bible study here where we would show them how how do you use it because one of the things we do just in reading but then also in bible study is identify those words what's repeated what's unexpected what's um important you know that really stands out well then what do you do with those words well we can open up that whole new area of study with a tool like vines mm -hmm. yeah yeah, so very helpful. I, I think uh, some really good, good areas of exploration and some good practical tips. 